0: Again, let me say welcome to GRX, especially if this is your first time with us. I'm Scott, I'm the lead pastor here. And we are in our final message in our six part series on forgiveness. And today's message is entitled Practicing Forgiveness because the second half of this message, there'll be an opportunity and an invitation for us as a church to practice uh, forgiveness. I'll create a space, we'll create a space for us as a church to practice forgiveness. First half of the message I'll, I'll teach and give some insights and then we'll lead into a second half where we'll uh, practice. You have an opportunity to practice. So I'm diving in to this last message, I want to share with you guys uh, about a movie and a series of books that was the source of profound theological inspiration for this series.' It's a profound theological, inspiring uh, movie. And uh, maybe you have seen it. I'll put there' will be a photo up here. <laughs> this was is, this is an incredible movie. Uh, theological movie, spiritual movie. Um, this movie, Crazy Rich Asians, is a movie about relationships, and it's a movie about forgiveness. Did you Did you know that when you, when you watch this movie, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of like really expensive cars and a lot of money and you know Singapore and this is kind of cool too and a lot of eating. But this movie is about relationships and about forgiveness and about how our hero, Rachel Chu, navigates um, this family where there is unforgiveness, and then there's also forgiveness. And there's brokenness and resentment and regret, and then there's also healing and it's so incredible to watch uh, Rachel navigate this and then, and then Nick, this other guy that's in this, and they navigate. And what you see is when you see all of this conflict in this movie, watch and, and notice some of the relationships, and Rachel is the hero, she is very forgiving. And you see how her posture of forgiveness sort of emanates to other people, and it creates real goodness, real restoration. Um, and she's even a champion for other people to forgive other people. But you also see in this movie people who are unforgiving. They're unwilling to forgive other people. And you just watch the wreckage that it creates in their lives and in the lives of all these people around them because they're unforgiving. And so, um, you know, this is the first book, and it's three books, actually. And uh, the third book in the trilogy Of uh, Rachel Chu comes up with this great line, and uh, you have to read all the way through to to get to it. But Rachel Chu says this: she says, "Forgiveness is a gift we give ourselves." She's talking about how forgiveness—it's a gift we give ourselves—and it frees us to love other people. It gets us unhooked from resentment and regret and anger and frustration. So she writes, Forgive-, she, she says, "Forgiveness is a gift we give ourselves." And when you read that, you go, "That is so good." And it's almost right. It's almost right. It's theological inspiration. But the theological truth... Is not just that forgiveness is a gift that we give ourselves, but actually that forgiveness is a gift God gives us. And God gives us that for us to be in right relationship with God, with other people, and even with ourselves. That forgiveness is actually a gift that comes down to us from God, as seen in the life of Jesus Christ. And it then brings us into and frees us and releases us into right and open and free relationships with God, with other people, and even frees us to be in right relationship with ourselves. And that's uh, what I want us to get um, in this last message of of, uh, forgiveness. Uh, a couple of Sundays back, the life group leaders met all together, and um, we were talking about how hard forgiveness is, and how, how great it is that uh, in, in our groups, and in our churches, and in our, in our conversations, that we are grappling with this. And you guys are, it is not easy to do to do this forgiveness thing. But one of the things that came up, which I thought was very uh, insightful, one of our life group leaders said, unforgiveness is like taking in or drinking in poison ourselves, but then hoping that the other person uh, gets wounded. Unforgiveness is like drinking in poison ourselves and like keeping this unforgiveness in us and poisoning ourselves, but hoping the other person gets wounded. And I was like, yes, that's, that's what we're talking about here. That forgiveness is what frees us and cleanses us and helps us to be in right relationship not only with God, not only with other people, but even ourselves. It, it, it stops the poison that we take in if we are able to forgive. Listen to how Psalm 32, uh, 2 to 5, describes sort of a condition of unforgiveness, brokenness. He calls it sin um, in here, but like unforgiveness, when we carry that, that's not how God intends for us to walk. And so it actually is a, is a brokenness. and unforgiveness is a brokenness. And we carry that. And we waste away. Listen, listen to Psalm 32, 3 to 5. It says, For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up. I think that's a conviction the Spirit. But I was like, my strength is dried up. I was like, unconfessed, unforgiveness. And by the heat of the summer, I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And you can, you can almost hear the psalmist just like, just like, ah. Like, when I kept silent my bones wasted away I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sins <sighs> Right relationship with God and ourselves it frees us to just rest in God but without forgiveness we have this experience We waste away. Now, usually people respond to this by sort of creating all these kinds of walls, trying to strengthen their position, kind of like like a a castle that you build up all these stone walls. And all these unforgiveness, like all these big stones that you put on top of each other and you, you kind of wall out the world. But then inside, we waste away. We waste away because of our unforgiveness that separates us from God and from other people. And we, we die on the inside. C.S. Lewis, in his, his great book called The Great Divorce, gives this really incredible picture of what hell is like. And in The Great Divorce, it's a fictional account of heaven and hell, but Lewis describes hell as a place where nobody wants to relate to each other. And they're constantly building walls and constantly building. And so, so they're just way out in the expanse, just on the edge of as far away as they could get from each other and just moving off into infinity, away from each other. Like separation. That's the picture of unforgiveness. That we're separated from each other. But the psalmist says, I will confess my transgressions and you forgave the iniquity of my sins. It forgiveness restores us to God and restores us even to ourselves. But then also, I got asked this question a lot. It came up um, this past week. It came up when we did the round table here a few weeks ago, when we got questions from different people, um, when Sandy facilitated that time. Um, By the way, Sandy Chan, she was really good. That day, like I was thinking, she needs like her own talk show. Like, we should put her on TV or something like that. Um, yeah, and then we and then we could fund the building with all the person. <laughs> well, anyway, but no, Sandy was so good at that. And one of those questions that came up in that time was this question of how do I know if I've forgiven someone? So I'm gonna return back to this because I think this is so important that. Forgiveness puts us into a right relationship with someone else, but how, how do we actually forgive or how do we know that we've forgiven somebody else? And so I'm going to um, give you these five things. They're kind, of, they're kind of steps. They're sort of milestones. They're kind of markers on the road of forgiveness. Um, and my hope is that we would be in right relationship even with each other even as we're seeking to be in right relationship with God and ourselves. So how do I know I've forgiven somebody? Forgiven relationships out here. First, the first step or the first marker is that we see their brokenness. That's usually the easiest thing. It's the first marker. Like, if we have unforgiveness towards someone else, we're not in right relationship with someone else, it's usually because they've done something to us. And so the first step in forgiving someone else is actually naming what's true. They did this. They wounded me. That's the first step. It's an important step. And if you can do this, you're already on the road to forgiving someone else. So that's the first step. It's, it's, usually, really, it's, it's usually painful. Um, but, uh, but don't worry. Uh, this step, even, as painful as it is, the other steps are even more painful than this. So just 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 bear with me here. So the second step or the second milestone is that you see their sin and their brokenness, but we see it alongside our own. We see it alongside our own sin or our own brokenness in that maybe you haven't sinned against that person or wounded that person, But I'm sure in your life, if you're a human being and you've lived on this planet, you have failed or wounded or betrayed or let someone else down or maybe even been mean to somebody and you've wounded somebody else. And and maybe not, not against that person that wounded you, but you yourself somewhere in your history, you have sinned against someone else. And the second step on this road to forgiveness, forgiving someone else, is to see this person that wounded you and then to see your own wounds or your own sin, your own brokenness as well alongside theirs. Alongside theirs. And the reason I say that is because when someone wounds us or hurts us, there's this opportunity for us to be right, right? Or a a posture of superiority over them. Because it's true. They've wounded us and they shouldn't have. But it's very, very hard to forgive someone if we're in a position of superiority. Because that puts us in the position of being the judge. And it is very hard to forgive someone if we're judging down on someone. If we're judging down on them. So the second step is to come alongside and see their brokenness alongside our own brokenness. And in that posture of humility, it makes it easier to forgive. Which brings us then into the third step or the third milestone. And this is understanding what God sees. What does God see with respect to the sin that is in the world, that is all around us, that is done to us and wounds us and that we actually participate in and we, per- uh, we perpetuate. How does God see our sin? Psalm 103 says this. He, this is referring to God, God does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His steadfast love towards those who fear Him, towards us who worship Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove transgressions from us. That's the forgiveness we get to receive. So then in light of all of that, then step four is actually the act of forgive. That we see what they've done. We see we have also sinned. That God has removed our sin from us and has forgiven us so then in that posture we forgive someone else and you've heard me say this before be specific i forgive blank their name for blank what they did and then even in that act writing it down saying it out loud that has power to release it from us And we no longer hold on to it. We release this act, this wound that was done to us. We release the right that we hold for revenge on them. We release retelling the story. We release retelling the story to show how right we are. When I counsel people, I counsel counsel a number of people I can always tell, not not always, I I can't always tell, a clue for me when someone has something that's unforgiven, maybe from their past, is when they begin telling me that story and they tell it like it happened yesterday with energy and detail. When they bring it right up and they say, you know what that person did to me? You know what they did to me three years ago? Let me tell you what they did. And they tell me, and they tell me where they were and what happened and what they said and what they said. and what, you know, what, I'm like, wow, that lives in them. They hold that. They hold that story. They haven't released it yet. It lives. It's in them. And I think they're wasting away. So I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help us release, release this stuff. And we, we give it to God. We leave it at the cross. We leave it at the cross. And then this is the last thing, and this is, I'd you it's going to be more painful. That's painful. This last step, how do you know you've forgiven somebody else? Um, I've shared this before. You desire God's good for them. You desire God's good for them. It's not even necessarily that we can even muster ourselves. I want good for you. You just like have to lean into God's goodness and God's forgiveness and go, God, I, I, it's so hard for me because I'm so angry with them. But help me want to desire your goodness for them because that's the way Jesus is. And this brings us full circle back to where I started this whole series. When Jesus is on the cross and he prays, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus is desiring God's good for the people that are wounding him. Jesus is praying and interceding for the Father that God's good for all these people that are abusing him and spitting on him and yelling at him, all these people that are abusing Jesus and wounding Jesus, Jesus is desiring God's good for them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Be like Jesus. God is super hard. This is so hard. That's why before we started this series, I told you you should go to another church for six weeks. You do not want to be here. Just come at Easter, do Easter egg hunt, eat chocolate. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is what is really hard about walking as a follower of Jesus. This is sacrificial love. This is yielding. This is surrendering your rights. This is being like Jesus. This is being a disciple of Jesus. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. All right. We're going to enter into a time of practicing forgiveness. Um, You'll notice that there's some pens that are uh, uh, next to you or in front of you. I'm going to pass out a few um, slips of paper, and they they basically have some prompts on them. You just go ahead and pass them down um, to people. Um, There's more than enough. Um, And, uh, yeah, what it says on here is there are these different things, and they're actually three parts of what I was sharing about today. There's something about restoring a right relationship with God. Um, There's something about restoring our right relationship with ourselves, A couple of weeks ago, I talked about forgiving ourselves, and then there's something about forgiving other people. Um, You don't have to do all three of them. Uh, You might just do one. God might just be bringing up something for you uh, this morning, and and what we're going to do in a a moment is we're going to play some music. There's going to be some lyrics on the screen. It's going to run about 12, 14 minutes, and... um, It's just an open space, a time to reflect, and uh, to write, and, and to use any of these prompts. Or maybe there's something else that you need to ask God for forgiveness for. Or there's something else that you need to release about a regret that you have. You need to enter into forgiveness for yourself. Or like what I said last week, you might, want to ha- you might have brought your resentments today. And so this last one, God help me to forgive this other person. I resent them. Bring that and write it down here. Um, Any time during this time between now and the end of the service, you can come and bring that and as an act of forgiveness, you can lay it on the communion table, giving it to Jesus. Or what you can do is on the side here, there's some hammers and nails and the cross that we've been using. You can go there and nail your forgiveness paper to the cross. Again, as an act of forgiveness and a sign that you're giving this to Jesus. There's more papers around if you need them. There's more papers on the round table in the back. I'll leave these by the cross. Um, This time is for you. I encourage you to move around. When the music is playing, you might want to lay on the ground, put your back up against the wall. You might want to kneel at the cross. Don't feel constrained by the chairs. This space is for you. Let me pray for us, and then um, uh, we'll uh, show this. God, we invite your Holy Spirit to come and work in our hearts. Come, Holy Spirit. We pray that you would bring to mind what you would want to do in our hearts and in our minds. And help us to release um, our unforgiveness. Help us to seek your forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.